I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to our slash pro revenge, where people get revenges on those who've wronged them. And in today's episode, oh boy, guys, lives are getting absolutely destroyed. People are going scorched earth on those who've messed with them. I hope you enjoy the satisfying stories. Hit subscribe if you're not subscribed. And as always, you can send or link your post to this email right here. Let's dive in. So this was years ago. So my boss, an extremely type A personality, found out that I was seeing a young lady at another one of our offices. It was a long-distance relationship. He was the type that liked to control everything and mess with people just for fun. He was also married to another employee, but he was very unfaithful. On top of that, he had a hobby, photography, and he liked to take pictures of himself and his conquest in the act. The guy would then show the pictures around the production floor and brag about it. Well, on his next trip to this other office, he tried to get my girlfriend to sleep with him, but she spurned him. He then made up some lies and got her fired. Now, it took a long time, but I was patient. I knew he kept the photos in his office as he couldn't risk keeping them at home where his wife might stumble upon them. So one Saturday, I was working overtime, and the cleaning lady came through and they unlocked his office. I just came in, acting like I was taking dimensions on some drawings. The lady just asked me to close the door when I was finished. She then left and went downward toward accounting, and that's when I went through his desk. Sure enough, in the back of one drawer, I found a stack of photos four inches tall, and I took them all. I then waited until he went on another trip. When he did, I went out for lunch, and I had dozens of pictures of him in the act with four different women, all showing his face. The women all had dark or red hair, and his wife is a blonde. I then drove to the town he lived in, to the closest post office to his house, and then mailed the pictures to his wife, with no return address. When she got the pictures, she divorced him, and her lawyer took him to the cleaners. My girlfriend is now my wife, and we aren't mad anymore. Guys, that sleazy idiot got exactly what he deserved. And seriously, if you're dumb enough to cheat on someone, and then brag about it to a whole crew of employees, and also stash photographic proof in your unlocked desk drawer, you deserve all the bad things that happen to you. And honestly, I only wish OP took it one step further and saved some photos to stick up on random walls all over the place. Wouldn't that have been something? When I was in my early 20s, trying to make it in the world and just starting out, I reported to a senior sales team as a junior salesperson. Really, it was a support role and I knew my place. Watch, stay quiet, learn, and help them. I report to a lady who was mid-level and a senior guy who was head of sales. Now I was green, and while I was seeking mentorship and periodically asking for advice on how to improve, they mistook it for incompetence. It was simple things, like learning what format each of them preferred their daily reports in, and tasks they had to do. I also had an issue because the senior guy basically stole my first bonus at the 3 month mark. It was a tiny amount to him, but a lot for a young me. 
I didn't officially complain, but I did ask him how he was able to keep my bonus when it was obvious that it tracked back to my efforts in the data. He didn't like that, and he didn't pay me. I was doing a good job, I'm fully aware of my skills. But with the explanation, it's just not working out, they fired me a few weeks later. I spent a couple of months getting a new job, which turned out to be at an amazing smaller firm where I was appreciated, mentored correctly, and thrived. The new firm was very successful. About two years later, after I'd become a vital but still junior part of the smaller company, my former firm closed up in the region and put everyone out of work. So I saw through the glass while walking by the boardroom one day that the senior guy who stole my bonus was being interviewed for a job at my current firm. My current superiors didn't see me walking by, but my old boss and I made eye contact. Now, in a small sales team at a small firm, it's important to have a nice working relationship and trust. It's also a lot of selfish salespeople who are there to make money, and they don't like being ripped off. So later that afternoon, I quietly mentioned to the one boss, Hey, I saw X in the office today when I walked by. I used to work for him, and that a-hole stole my bonus one time. And that was all I needed to say because the last thing my current boss needed was a person who would do that on our team. Then times got tough and I know that man spent two years looking for work. Six or seven years later, I was at a new company in a more senior role. And the one lady who I used to report to called me and she was selling at a new firm. She was calling to ask if I'd be interested in purchasing from her. I didn't know she had started working there. The firm she was with was selling something that was very basic and interchangeable to competing firms. She'd gone from selling important things to selling a nothing product after the original firm closed. The woman acted all happy and nice to me and she recalled the great job I did when we worked together. I also know that she didn't want to be talking to me, but her call log said she had to call. I just told her thanks and to send me along an official quote and proposal, which is several hours of work for her. Also, in the industry we were in, she's paid not only on new sales, but a net sales measurement, meaning she had to retain clients as well, and bring in new ones. I had a lot of commitment at the firm she was now at. While she spent her afternoon drafting a proposal, I spent a couple of hours pulling all my business from that company, and subbing it for a competitor up the street. She then emailed me a full proposal, and she mentioned that she was excited to be working with me again and supporting my business. She had no idea that I'd pulled everything, and she would never receive a bonus this year because of the size of the amount I pulled. The next day, she emailed me quite upset, and she had CC'd her boss, who I've known for years and had a good working relationship with. I replied to all, and thanked her and said that I just decided to go with a competitor because, quote, it just won't work out, as I find your approach to business dealings to be insincere. Her boss emailed me back directly and asked what happened, and I replied that I just don't think she's a sincere person. It turns out my business to their firm was worth more than her job, because she didn't last more than a month after that. Wow guys, OP totally destroyed both careers. See, the lesson here is to just treat people nicely, regardless of age or experience, because you never know, some people might eventually get to a position where they can just ruin you just for fun, like OP did. And this person shares their experience and says, I worked for a guy who always had someone on his target list to be fired. It didn't matter if everyone was good, someone was always under the gun. After a few years, I saw myself heading for the target list, so I took the opportunity to transfer to a larger group with more opportunity. A couple of years later, his department got closed down, and he did an initial interview to join my group. I told my new boss, this guy is cancer, and gave him a brief history. He wasn't hired. 
1973, my parents had enough money to build a little ranch house in the country. The small bank in town approved the mortgage, and the bank signed a contract to give Bob the money to build the house. Bob, as it turns out, was overbooking himself all over town, leaving his clueless minions to do the actual work. The build took longer and longer, with more and more work having to be ripped out and redone. And we're not talking about using the wrong color paint or nailing up some wonky trim here. Some examples are the architect forgot to fully erase a line on the blueprints, and the framers built a wall right through the bathtub. My mother was also told don't put anything heavy in the kitchen cabinets because they were attached to the drywall, not the studs. When the bank's representative showed up for the final inspection, my parents met him in the front yard and refused to sign off on Bob's work. The representative became angry as the bank had paid Bob a lot of money. He strode to the front door and pulled on the doorknob, whereupon the entire door, casing included, fell on him. It had simply been wedged in, not nailed into place. The bank then called Bob, who finally showed up to supervise the work himself. The only problem was that Bob wasn't any better at building a house than his minions were. My parents still refused to sign off on the house. My mother was a stay-at-home mom in a nasty rental with two tiny children, while my dad was working two jobs while this was going on. Throughout the entire process, the bank and Bob treated them very poorly, even bullying my mom and lying to my dad. What should have been an exciting time for my parents was ruined. My mom cried a lot, and my dad got depressed. Finally, the bank threatened my parents with foreclosure, and Bob threatened to sue my parents for breach of contract because the bank refused to pay him any more money. So with that, my exhausted parents went to an attorney and gave him the rundown. Plumbing, electrical, tiling issues, the whole sorry mess. My parents were scared. All they had was their small down payment savings, so if this became a lengthy court battle, the bank and Bob would win. The attorney Tom was kind, but my dad said that he could tell that him and mom were doomed from Tom's facial expressions as he sorted through the paperwork. And then abruptly, Tom smiled and said, Let's get everyone together for a meeting, he told my parents, tomorrow. So my parents, Tom, the bank's representative, the bank's attorney, Bob, and Bob's attorney all met at the bank. Tom didn't give anyone else time to begin. He just said, well, my clients have declined that they no longer want this house. Please remove it. And at that, everyone else starts to laugh. Remove it? Have you lost your mind? Then Tom, in a sweeping theatrical gesture, placed a deed on the table. He then says, my clients own the land the house is sitting on outright. They no longer want the house, so get the house off my client's land. Bob's attorney stared at the deed and then turned and stared at Bob and said, you built a house on land you don't own? Bob nodded. The bank's attorney then started yelling at the bank's representative and said, you didn't finance the land the house is on? At that, the representative stammered and said, uh, no. Tom then said firmly, as I said, gentlemen, you're trespassing on my client's land. I expect the house to be removed and the land returned to its original state at once. My dad said that he'll remember the blank looks on everyone's faces as long as he lives. And sure, the bank could foreclose on a house that wouldn't exist by the end of the week, with no way to recoup the money. They didn't even own the land it was on. Bob was out the 50% he paid out of pocket, plus he was on the hook for tearing down the house and removing it. On top of that, the bank would of course want him to repay the initial 50% that they'd given him. Could he have gone after my parents? Sure. A foreclosure would have meant bad credit on my parents moving forward. They might lose their down payment. 
but to sign off on the house in its condition at the time would have meant thousands and thousands of dollars in cash to replace and repair everything, from the roof to the basement, before the house could be safely lived in. The bank knew my parents didn't have that kind of money. They're the ones who approved the mortgage. Suddenly, my parents were good people. It was all such a misunderstanding. And the bank and Bob couldn't do enough for them. The house was brought in line with the original blueprints and specifications immediately, at no extra cost to my parents, but at a considerable cost to Bob. My parents signed the mortgage, and Bob got the rest of his money, and just about broke even on the build. The bank's representative was fired, and Tom, the attorney extraordinaire, got a stinging tale of triumph to recall to fellow attorneys the rest of his life. Guys, that was a wild tale. And guys, the chills that I felt when Tom just slapped down the deed on the table and proceeded to destroy everyone in that room was incredible. And I bet Tom told this story for years. What a freaking legend. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Alright, so this one needs background to fully understand why I went out of my way for this revenge. My best friend was married for 10 years, with his ex for a total of 13 years. He was absolutely head over heels in love with her, like I'd never seen before, which I never really understood due to her alcohol abuse. She would take it out on him, and when he'd be venting about it, he'd always fall back on, oh it's not her, it's the illness a very respectable and admirable stance on it. Last year, she asked for a divorce because after years of what I would call abuse, he had simply run out of gas. And her reasoning for asking for one is when she got fired for testing positive for weed, he wasn't empathetic enough. He admits he wasn't because it had come on the back of one of her drunken tirades where she was screaming at him that he was a loser piece of crap who was always trying to control her, when all he ever tried to do was get her away from booze for the way she treated him when she was drunk. It took him forever to move on from this, with a divorce following shortly after. And earlier this year, after thinking he was moving on, he calls me to come over, and he's in a bad way. I arrive, and he's absolutely fall-down level of drunk. He found out that the reason she divorced him is that she had been cheating with several other people. The next morning, when he's more coherent, I asked him how he knew. He told me he was cleaning out the spare room and selling and donating stuff he didn't need anymore. And when he went to clear out an old tablet, she was still logged on and all the evidence was there. He gets that out and says he's going back to bed and asked me to lock up when I leave. But before I left, I looked at the tablet. And after seeing what I saw, I wanted to find a way to get even with this horrible and conniving woman, so I took pictures of it all and left. When I got home, I started looking up the information about these people, 
Two of them were just normal guys. Whether they knew she was married or not, I don't know. But the third... Well, the third guy comes up as a registered sex offender, still on probation for being such a disgusting pile of crap. And his address is listed as 123 Lane, City, State. And he knew that she was married. At that, I immediately knew what I was going to do. The guy didn't live at 123 Lane. He was living with a conniving ex. She had made regular posts about their time together. And on top of that, she's an avid weed user, and she has several firearms because she enjoys sports shooting. So I go into the state's offender site, and I make a report of the guy, not actually living where he's registered, and that he's living in a home that he shouldn't be living in, as he's a convicted felon and on parole. I then include screenshots of the social media post to back it up. I was thinking that little would happen, maybe something to inconvenience them, but boy was I wrong. She broke her typical post yesterday with this gem. She posted, My year can't get any worse. The guy I'm dating lost his job, and now I'm facing eviction because I can't afford my rent. So I go to the state court system site to see if it's all related, and yes it was. The guy was re-arrested, and she clearly can't post bail or he'd be out. The job she took after being fired definitely can't support her lifestyle. The guy's probably going back to prison, or at least jail, and she's a breath away from being homeless. Honestly, I don't know if I'd ever tell my best friend that I was the one behind this, but he's definitely ecstatic to see a horrible woman and sewer rat get what they deserve. A part of me wants to put up the offender registration link and post that the guy's sitting in jail and say something to the effect of, it's a little more than losing a job. But not wanting to make my best friend's life harder, I'll just let sleeping dog lie. My goodness, guys, OP was the hand of karma in this situation. And yeah, definitely take this one to the grave, OP. But what a beautiful revenge. This person says, if you tell him, he may wind up feeling sympathetic towards her and take her back. Don't give him reason to feel guilt. To him, this was just karma catching up to her and confirmation that she deserves to stay in his past. So years ago, I had a lunch thief. About the 12th time of complaining to HR about people stealing my lunch, I was seething that not a damn thing had been done and I still had to go buy something to eat. I was complaining to my doctor at the yearly checkup, and that's when he gets a smile saying, you're constipated then. I was dumb, and I said, no, why? He then writes me a prescription for some holy cow strong laxative with instructions to mix it in with your meal for maximum effect, at which point I knew the plan. Now, I wish I could say that they crapped their pants, but no, they ate my sandwich with special avocado sauce. About an hour after lunch, I went to HR and I reported two things. One, my lunch was stolen again, and two, that my medication was stolen. HR then said, so you got hit by the lunch thief again and your medicine was in the bag? I say to them, yes, I've had some digestive problems and my doctor prescribed a powerful laxative and asked me to mix it in with my midday meal. Hearing me say that, HR went white and said, you what? I just smile and say, I mixed in a prescription-grade laxative with my food, per doctor's orders. Well, being that stealing prescribed medication is a criminal offense, the police were called, and they found the lead man from a department over absolutely crapping his brains out. The guy was furious, and he accused me of poisoning his food. To which I asked, at which point did you get the idea that my food was for you? I then continued and said, Furthermore, I now no longer have my medication that I was prescribed for my condition. 
It was about this time he knew he effed up, and he shut his mouth until he got a lawyer, or so I'm told. One of my buddies from high school took his position, and now I can make and eat my hoagies, and I have no clue where Lunch Thief went after his fines and community service. Guys, this has got to be one of my favorite Lunch Thief stories ever. The police getting called was absolutely incredible. And as for the doctor, who recommended OP the extra strong laxatives, I don't know whether to applaud you sir, or be worried that you're just some doctor handing out random prescriptions to people when they don't need them. So this happened in the early 2000s when I joined a startup. We agreed on a salary, no paid overtime, and an evaluation in 3 months, and then annually. It was standard stuff, mostly. It was a very mediocre salary for the work, but I really liked the work itself, which was extremely interesting and challenging. For me, even if the finances were so-so, I felt I'd learned a lot of skills that would be useful in the future. So after 3 years, and having 10 decent clients, and a bunch of clients trialing and money rolling in, the talk turned to back pay and paid overtime, plus compensating for past overtime. At that point, around $50,000 in overtime had been accrued, which is a lot. Legally, it couldn't be back pay, so the talk was always of a discretionary bonus. Now at this point, everybody was okay with this, myself included, and this was discussed in writing via company emails, so I felt secure that no bad will was in play. I felt the company should be able to afford the payment, equally, I'd happily settle for equity at a discount, which is legally possible there, if cash flow was an issue. The discussion about back pay, possible equity, now started to drag on, and I was getting irked by this. In the end, I was made an offer of equity, which meant the company valuation was far beyond anything reasonable. It was in the hundreds of millions, and I'd get a minuscule stake, like less than 0.01% of a company, that had 9 employees and a projected annual turnover of around $2 million. It was an FU of sorts to stiff me out of money, and I didn't want to take that lying down. To say that I was furious was an understatement. Anyway, the day he made the offer, I handed in my resignation. This sent the CTO into panic mode because the CEO had refused an updated contract, and I was still on a one-month notice period, plus I had a lot of untaken paid leave. Basically, it meant that I was walking out right then and there. So off I went that very same day, to the shock and surprise of everyone, I guess. The next day, I sent an official registered letter requesting my overtime slash back pay, and received a negative response, which I followed up with another detailed demand. This was also rejected because the bonus was discretionary, and quote, there is no overtime. However, I'd been seeking legal advice, and I understood that they don't have a leg to stand on if I'm willing to pay for an attorney. And as the liability in such matters is firmly and 100% on the employer, I was willing. Now, you need to understand that going to a lawyer was very rare in those parts back then, so companies didn't generally expect this outcome. When going through the laws with the attorney, I noticed that there was a limitation of 7 years. So while my attorney was laying out what to do to get my money in a few weeks, I asked him, what if we wait until it's 6 years and 11 months after the transgression and then file? Demanding interest. I wanted this because the law stated that back pay is due at a 9% APR above the base rate, which was 3.25% at the time, accrued daily for every day past the due date. We're looking at 12 to 12.5% compound daily APR. 
The risk is the company folds in that time, but I decide to take that risk. I sent one final letter stating that I expect all the owed and accrued amounts to date to be paid immediately. And of course, nothing happened. For the next few years, life rolled on. The company did grow and become a known player in the area. And when the time came, I went back to the attorney and I filed a case. We had copies of all the communications, copies of the registered letters and responses. The back pay demanded now, including interest, was $112,000. Now what I didn't know is that in addition to this, there are fixed penalties for each instruction to perform uncompensated overtime. The total demand was something like $135,000. And to say that the CEO, who is still the CEO, lost his lid would be an understatement. I got a very verbally abusive phone call, which I dutifully recorded, and was added to the filing. The CEO fought, or tried to, but when the judge heard the phone call, he took an immediate dim view. Reading through all the communication just put more nails in the defense's coffin. The judge just ruled, and instructed the company to pay immediately and without delay, and also ordered the company to pay all my legal costs. And they paid up a week later. And to add insult to injury, the evening of the court's decision, the CEO apparently got very drunk, and he crashed his car into another vehicle while drunk. The guy got a DUI conviction and he lost his driving license for half a year. His insurance also refused to pay out the damages to his vehicle, which was a brand new Mercedes S-Class, because he was drunk. All in all, it was a glorious day. Man, kudos to OP for playing the long game. Guys, I can only imagine the look on the CEO's face when they were served. Just thinking, what in the world? This guy worked for us almost 7 years ago, and now he's coming after us? But that's what they get, because if you play stupid games, you will win stupid prizes. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash pro revenge. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's super satisfying stories. If you did, hit that thumbs up, and if you're not subscribed, consider subscribing so you don't miss these crazy stories. And if you missed yesterday's episode on the channel, it's an r slash I don't work here lady where a Karen pretends to be the manager's wife to fire OP. So go check it out if you haven't, and myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 